Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. My name is Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is Friday, November 24th. And it is the 11th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. Our parasha, or Torah portion for today, is called Bayetzi, and it means he went out. We'll be reading Genesis 31, verses 17 through 42 for our Torah portion. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then Jacob got up and put his children and wives on camels. He drove away all his livestock and all his possessions that he had acquired. The livestock in his possession that he acquired in Paddan Aram to go to his father Isaac to the land of Canaan. But while Laban went to shear his flocks, Rachel stole the idols that belonged to her father, while Jacob stole the heart from Laban the Aramean by not telling him that he was fleeing. He himself fled with everything that belonged to him, and he got up and crossed the river and set his face toward the hill country of Gilead. When Laban was told, on the third day after Jacob had fled, he took his relatives with him and pursued him a seven days journey. Then he overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night and said to him, Watch yourself, lest you say anything to Jacob, good or bad. So Laban caught up to Jacob. Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country. So Laban and his brothers pitched their tents in the hill country of Gilead as well. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? that you've stolen my heart and have driven my daughters away like captives of the sword. Why did you secretly flee away and steal from me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and with songs, with tambourines and with lyres? 
and you didn't even let me kiss my sons and daughters. Now you've behaved foolishly. It is in the power of my hand to do evil with you. But yesterday, the God of your fathers spoke to me, saying, Watch yourself, lest you say anything to Jacob, good or bad. So now, when you up and left because you really missed your father's house, why did you steal my gods? In response, Jacob said to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought, Suppose you snatch your daughters away from me. Anyone with whom you find your gods shall not live in front of our relatives. Identify whatever is yours that is with me and take it back. But Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maids. But he found nothing. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the idols, put them in the camel's saddlebag, and sat on them. So Laban felt around the entire tent, but did not find them. She said to her father, Let not my lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for I am having the way of women. So he searched, but did not find the idols. Then Jacob got angry and argued with Laban. Jacob answered and said to Laban, What's my crime? What's my sin that you hotly pursued me? For you've felt through all my things. What did you find? Any of your household things? Put them here in front of my relatives and yours, so they can decide between the two of us. These past 20 years, I've been with you. Your ewes and female goats have never miscarried, and I've never eaten the rams of your flock. I didn't bring you animals torn by wild beasts. I myself would bear the loss. You would require it from my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. I was consumed by heat during the day, consumed by frost during the night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. This is how it's been for me 20 years in your house. I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you changed my salary 10 times. Had I not had the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed now. But God saw my misery and the toil of my hands, and last night he became the judge. That concludes our parasha or Torah reading for today. Next, we're going to read from the prophets in 1 Samuel chapter 1. We're starting a new book today. Now there was a certain man of Ramathame Zophim of the hill country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah was childless. Now this man used to go up from his town every year to worship and sacrifice to the Lord in Shiloh. 
The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were Kohanim of the Lord there. Then on the designated day, Elkanah would sacrifice and give portions to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give only one portion, even though he loved Hannah, for the Lord had closed her womb. Her rival would taunt her bitterly to provoke her because the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year after year, whenever she went up to the house of the Lord, that she would provoke her. So she wept and would not eat. Then her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you crying? Why won't you eat? Why is your heart so sad? Am I not better to you than ten sons? After eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah got up. Now Eli the Cohen was sitting on his seat by the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. While her soul was bitter, she prayed to the Lord and wept. So she made a vow and said, Lord, if you will indeed look upon the affliction of your handmaid, remember me and not forget your handmaid, but grant your handmaid a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor will ever touch his head. It came to pass, as she prayed long before the Lord, that Eli was watching her mouth. Now Hannah was praying in her heart, only her lips were moving. But her voice could not be heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Then Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Get rid of your wine. But in response, Hannah said, No, my lord, I am a woman with an oppressed spirit. I haven't been drinking wine or beer. Instead, I've been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Don't consider your handmaid a wicked woman. For out of my great anguish and grief, I've been praying until now. Then Eli responded, Go in shalom, and may the God of Israel grant your petition that you asked of him. May your maidservant find favor in your eyes, she said. So the woman went her way. She ate, and her countenance was no longer dejected. They rose up early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, then went back to their home to Ramah. Then Elkanah was intimate with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass at the turn of the year that Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She called his name Samuel, because I have asked the Lord for him. When the man Elkanah and all his household went up to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow offering, Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, When the child is weaned, I will bring him so he may appear before the Lord and stay there forever. So her husband Elkanah said to her, Do what seems best to you. Stay until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman stayed home and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her, along with three bulls, one ephah of flour, and a jar of wine. 
and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, while the child was still young. After they slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. It's me, Lord, she said. As your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by you here, praying to the Lord. For this boy I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition that I asked of him. So I, in turn, dedicate him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the the Lord. Then he bowed in worship there before the Lord. That concludes our readings in the prophets today. Next, we're going to read from the writings in Psalm 43. Vindicate me, O God, and champion my cause against an ungodly nation. From a deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are my God, my stronghold. Why have you spurned me? Why do I go about gloomy because of the oppression of the enemy? Send forth your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain and to your dwelling places. Then I will come to the altar of God, to the God of my exceeding joy, and praise you upon the harp, O God, my God. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you murmuring within me? Hope in God, for I will yet praise him, the salvation of my countenance. Our last reading today is going to come from the Apostolic Writings. And we are going to read in Mark chapter 3. It says, Yeshua entered the synagogue again, and a man with a withered hand was there. Now some were carefully watching him to see if he would heal him on Shabbat, so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, Stand up here in the center. Then he said to them, Is it permitted on Shabbat to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? But they kept silent. After looking around at them with anger, grieved by their hardness of heart, he says to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out right away with the Herodians and began plotting against him how they might destroy him. Yeshua withdrew to the sea and his, with his disciples, and a large crowd from the Galilee followed, from Judea and from Jerusalem and from Idumea and beyond the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon, a great number, hearing all he was doing, came to him. He told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him because of the crowd, so that they wouldn't mob him. For he had healed many, so that all those afflicted fell down before him in order to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, would fall down before him and cry out, You are the Lord. But Yeshua strictly ordered them not to make him known. Now he climbs up on the mountain and calls those he himself wanted, 
and they came to him. He appointed twelve, whom he also named emissaries, so that they might be with him, and he might send them to proclaim the good news, and to have power to drive out demons. And he appointed the twelve. To Simon he gave the name Peter, to Jacob and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee, he gave the name Balnerges, which is son of thunder, and Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, Jacob, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judah from Creote, who also betrayed him. Then he comes into a house, and again a crowd gathers, so they couldn't even eat. When his family heard about this, they went out to take hold of him, for they were saying, He's out of his mind. The Torah scholars who came down from Jerusalem said, He's possessed by Bizabal, and by the ruler of demons he drives out demons. He called them and began speaking to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house to ransack his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he will thoroughly plunder his house. Amen, I tell you. All things will be forgiven the sons of men, the sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever slanders the Ruach HaKodesh never has release, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and brothers come. Standing outside, they sent word to him, summoning him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they tell him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. Answering them, he said, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking at those sitting in a circle around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And that, friends, concludes our readings here at Daily Bread for Busy Moms today. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice in this cycle, also read 1 Corinthians 3 today. Thank you so much for listening in and reading along with us. It is such a joy to have access to this podcast and to God's word. This is Sarah Ruth reading from the Appalachian Mountains of Georgia, USA. Shalom until next time on Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Mm-hmm.